Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. Well, I want to talk to you today about how to go forward from where we are uh, or where you are into your next season of promotion. And um, there's, a, there's a story I'm going to get into that I believe is for today. I've been sharing the story in the last few months, but I want to share it from a different angle today. And, and it's the story in 1 Samuel chapter 30, where they had this, we, I call it David's worst wilderness trial, where David was in the wilderness and in the middle of his, of his um, wilderness experience, or it seemed like the middle, um, you know, uh, as, and if you, as you read the story, you realize things get, seem to be getting worse and worse. He gets breakthroughs, and then something bad happens. Breakthroughs, and then something bad happens. And, uh, you know, maybe some of you have been in a season like that before, where it looks like you finally start to go forward, and then boom, something happens. And that's what happened in First Samuel 30. You've got these men, they're going forward. They're finally starting to do well, and um, man, the, the worst trial of all just hits them, and they, they, they've gone out of the camp, and they come back, and when, when David and his men come back to the camp, he finds out that the Amalekites had come in and, um, to, to his camp and had burned the city. They have taken all of the, the people that were left behind, which were the women, the wives, the daughters, and the sons, the children. They had been taken. And so it says this in verse 30, excuse, um, chapter 30, verse 2. They'd taken the women and those who were with them from small to great. They didn't kill anybody, but they carried them away. They took them away to be slaves, to be, you know, to take them as their own wives and whatnot. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire, um, and their wives, sons, and their daughters had been taken captives. I mean, any of us, if, if we've ever gone through something difficult, I mean, you'd have to think this must have been one of the most difficult things you could go to. Everything's gone. It's all burned. Your family was, has been taken, stolen, you know, kidnapped, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, we, you, you hear of ISIS doing that kind of thing. You know, this would be something like that. And uh, then it says, David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. So this was such a devastation. These are very burly men. These are guys that have been learning how to fight. They've been, they've been developing as warriors, and they have become warriors already. God's using them as warriors. They're fighting great battles already. They still have their trials, but they, they've been stretching out their faith David's been teaching them how to walk the walk of faith. If you remember, David killed a giant from faith. He killed a lion and a bear. And now all of these people are beginning to learn because they're hanging around David and they're getting trained by hanging around David in the wilderness. Sometimes they'll start to have a wrong attitude and David will go, no, 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 we can't do it that way. You see, David's teaching them how to do everything God's way and to trust in the Lord. And they begin, they're having these victories that begin to happen. And then this, this comes along. So I wanted you to have in mind, though, that these aren't just, you know, just anybody here crying. These are men. These are bold. These are courageous men that have done a lot of great things. And here they are, David included. They're, they're weeping. They're pouring out their souls. They're devastated. 
They're disappointed in God. They're disappointed in life. Um, you know, just why did this happen? How could this have happened to us? You know, aren't we good men? Have we not been trying to do things God's way? Have we not been changing? Haven't we been growing? Well, why, after trying to serve God, would something like this happen? And a lot of times people ask that question. They'll start going forward in the Lord and, oh, God, I give you all of my life. And then something bad happens. And, you know, maybe it's a small something and they, they begin to learn to, you know, to, to rise up over that. But then, boom, something happens and it's like, Lord, here's something again. Why? What am I doing wrong? And some people make the decision at that moment to get upset at God and they never get back on track. They live a wounded Christian life for the rest of their lives. But other people do something different than that. They respond differently in the middle of their trial. You see, we all get knocked down sometimes. We all, the, the strongest of us can get knocked down. So that's not the, the big point. The big point is who will get up? Who will do what's necessary to change? Because every time we get knocked down, there is a rope of, of, of salvation. There is something thrown out to us. There is an opportunity if we take the right steps to get out of that and not only to change in heart, but then to rise above our circumstances. And we saw that David was the first one that took this step. And what did he do? David goes in the middle of this horrible situation. He goes off by himself. He gets with God because he, there's no encouragement around him. And sometimes you're in a place where there's nobody to encourage you. There's nobody telling you to rise up. And you've got to learn how to go get that for yourself. So David goes and Again, nobody is there to encourage him. And it says he strengthened himself in verse 6 in the Lord. Another word would say, or another that could be translated, he encouraged himself. So let's just put those two together. He went off, got with God, and he strengthened and encouraged himself in God. Now, some people, when they are discouraged and when they're down and they go spend time with God, they go sing the blues with God, right? Oh, God, why did this happen to me? Oh, God, I'm the, I'm the worst, you know, you know, example of this or that as anybody. You know, bad things happen to me all the time. And when they get out of their prayer closet with God, I believe they feel just as bad as they've always felt because they didn't pray the right way. You see, David comes into his prayer closet his prayer time with God, all defeated, feeling horrible, but he's not going to wallow in that. In the middle of him feeling bad, he encouraged himself. And I can tell you, most of the time we don't feel like encouraging ourselves. We feel like complaining. When we feel bad, we want to complain. So he goes against the grain because he knows that's what I'm going to do because I've made a decision. I'm going to live in victory. And I know I will not go forward in life if I don't live in victory, it doesn't matter if God is with me. If I don't make a decision to live in victory, it's going to be as if he's not with me. I remember there's this time when God told Jeremiah, he says, you want to be down? You want to be depressed? You're going to be like that? It's going to be that way for you. But if you want to follow me and serve me, you need to be encouraged. You need to be positive and you need to put your faith in me. You, you know, now I read that verse where he's telling Jeremiah, Hey, if you're going to act like that, you're going to be defeated. I'm not going to come through for you there. 
But if you will stand up, watch, I will meet you there. And that's what David was doing. He realized, you know what? I have to stand forward. I have to rise up. And God is, of course, so excited about this. He's wooing him the whole time when he's in his depression and his discouragement. And he's saying, come on, come on, come on. And press past your discouragement and watch what happens if you'll do that. So David gets in there and he encourages himself. And he begins to remember all the good things that God has done. He remembers God's word. And you know, we've got a lot of promises that we can remember. But the problem is when we're feeling down, sometimes uh, we might have a problem thinking those things, right? Because we don't feel those promises. It's easy to claim the promises when you're in church and everybody's singing these mighty praise songs. When you're hearing some great minister, you know, preach, oh, you're all excited. But what you need to learn to do is how to get your victory when you don't feel good. And that's what David learned how to do. And David was doing that that, that day. And, and what happened with him? You know, now I want to back up here and we've been talking about David, but now I want to, I want to begin to bring the focus over to these men. We've seen what David's done. We've looked at that many times. But today I want to talk about these men, right? So David has gone in. He strengthened himself. After he strengthens himself, after he's encouraged, what happens? He hears from God, right? David would not have heard from God. Most of the time, we do not hear from God very much when we're discouraged. We're, we're connected to the wrong voices when we're discouraged. That's why we're discouraged. And so he's disconnecting from that voice. He gets encouraged. He hears God. He gets God on the inside. There's some kind of something that's come to him. Now he's gone from one level of encouragement to another. He has he not only been encouraged in the Lord, now God has said something to him, and he is soaring, right? But where are these men right now? These men are in the same place they've always been. These men are down. These men are depressed. These men are discouraged. In fact, it even says in verse like 5 or 6, says somewhere in there, uh, verse 6, these men have been talking about stoning David, which if you don't know what that means, it means killing him by hitting him with stones, <laughs> hitting him with rocks. They were so upset at their situation. Now, how is it, if, if you look at these verses, you know David's encouraged. God speaks to him in verse 5 and says, I want you to pursue this troop. I want you to overtake them. And I want you to recover everything. You're going to recover everything. And like I've told you recently, I believe that's the word of God for us right now. This is the season to shake off your discouragement, to shake off your defeat, to shake off the things that, that make you feel down. And it's the time for you to say, God says, if I will rise up, this is the day when I will recover all things that have been stolen from me. All things that have been taken from me. Remember, we've been talking about that. Satan is the one who steals, kills, and destroys. God is the one who ordains and prepares our restoration. God loves to restore. He loves to bless us. And uh, it, says, it says in the Word of God, we're His children. And just like any father, doesn't he love to give good things to his children? And doesn't he get upset when people steal from his children, just like you would if somebody were to take advantage of your children? Right? And it says, 
God sees those things and God is looking toward the day of restoration. And I believe that's the day we're in. But then we go from there and David hearing that word to the next verse. And it says, so David went, he and his 600 men who were with him. And, and then they, they pursued. Now, what happened with those 600 men? You remember when David goes into his prayer closet? These men are ready to kill him. These men are crying. These men have not had a change of heart. They're all upset, right? And then it breaks the next thing after David's encouraged. It says, so all the men go out fighting. What happened? Somehow, David took supernatural encouragement that he had received from God and he brought it to these men. And what he had gotten from God that made him rise up above his circumstances, he was able to speak it out to these men and his faith became contagious. You see, we are meant to get something from God and to share it with other people. Now imagine if the whole body of Christ is living this way. I mean, there's going to be so much joy, so much life, so much vision floating around. We'll be seeing so many miracles all the time because we're all getting something from God and we're sharing that. But I particularly want to talk about what's going on right here. And we're looking at encouragement and faith. These men are not in faith right then. These men are discouraged. They don't have vision. They're down. And David comes, having, first of all, encouraged himself. Man, that's, that's one level right there. But he goes even beyond that. Now he's hearing from God. He tells these people, look, God says this. And boom, I have to say to their credit, they responded. Now let me back up. You remember Jesus told Peter this one time? He said, Peter, you're going to go through a hard trial, but then you're going to be strengthened and encouraged. And with what you've got, I want you to go encourage your brothers. You see, that's how it works. And that's exactly what happened right here. And to the credit, to the credit of these 600 men who were violently upset, angry. I mean, they had the, the most strong emotions that day, wrong emotions, difficult emotions. To their credit, they listened to what David said. They responded to the word of faith that came out of one man, and they popped out of the mindset that they had been in. You know, I just, I want you to think about this. There's a whole group of people. They're all discouraged. One man gets a word. Praise God for that one man. He shares it. And in a matter of probably moments, minutes, you know, I don't think it even took an hour. But in just a short time, these people have gone from utter despair, utter, I've lost everything, utter feeling like 
feeling like the worst they have ever felt in their lives. In one moment, they have gone from there to rising up and saying, let's go, we're with you. I mean, look at the change that happened in that little short period of time. It's like what was holding them down, even though the circumstance is still there, they're not under it anymore. That is amazing to me. They have gone from their worst day to a place of victory like that because they received that encouragement. And I want to say to you, wherever you are today, no matter how difficult your trial is, no matter how bad things are in your life, no matter what's happened, whatever you even feel today, the discouragement you might feel, the heaviness you might feel, the hopelessness you might feel, your breakthrough can come just like that. It doesn't come when things change. It could come that way. But I'm telling you, you don't have to wait for it to happen that way. God says the better way is for you to grab hold of it right now because victory is yours now if you will grab hold of it, if you will press past the lies and the discouragement and the weight of what you feel and believe God, God will pop you out of where you've been and he will put you in a place of faith and victory and you'll know it's real. You'll know it's real. And you see, but how does that work? When you hear it, you got to receive it. You see, we've been talking about the need to go and get encouraged, right? Like David did. I want to tell you right now, there's also a need to be able to receive encouragement. And that's the way it tends to happen for most people. It happened for 600 out of the 601 that day. They received it. They received it. And not everybody who's encouraged wants to receive it. That's the craziest thing. You ever encourage somebody? And they don't want to be encouraged. You try to make them feel better. And they almost want to slap you. You know, I don't even want to hear what you're saying. Anybody ever had that happen? There's a verse in the Old Testament that says something like, you know, if you were, if you were awaken somebody with a song or a cheerful voice in their sleep, that's not going to be accounted as a blessing to them, right? They're like, hey, get out of my, f-. They're, they're just waking up and they're, you're, you're yelling at them, rejoicing, whatever. <laughs> Well, you might have a lot of encouragement on the inside of you, but if somebody's not willing to receive that, I mean, they can almost get angry at you trying to encourage them. Isn't that crazy? And that happened one time before in a major way. Do y'all remember Joshua and Caleb? What a, what a similar situation. And I believe that this situation has been given to us in the Word of God to teach us something. I mean, we can look at this and we can compare, we can look at the story we're talking about today and compare it to the story where the Israelites first are coming up to their promises, their promises, their promised land. God said, I'm going to give you this land. God said, I'm going to prosper you there. God said, I'm going to bless you in that land, right? And so that was their vision. That was what they're called to. That's what they're supposed to be doing. And they had a promise of that. But when they come up to the land, something bad happens. They discover that they're giants in the land. And they're not just normal giants. I mean, they're all huge. They're like eight, nine feet tall kind of people. You know, some of them have six fingers and six toes. I mean, they're so big, you know. Um, but anyway, they saw that and they felt the exact same thing that the men felt with David that day. It says the people were devastated. 
It said that they began to weep. They began to cry. And they were in terrible despair because they're looking. They thought, oh, God's just going to give us the promised land. Oh, it's just going to be, you know, we're just going to go in. And then they see the giants there. They've got their feelings that are so real going, there's no way you can do this. There's no way you're going to be able to go forward. And guess what happens? You've got two men that have gone through the process of getting encouraged like David did, right? Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb had already seen the giants. They had already gone through this process of wrestling with fears and doubts. They had to encourage themselves. Now, I know we all have heard this story. Y'all know about Joshua and Caleb. They are going to say some positive things we're going to get to in a minute, right? Do you think they just did that without having to encourage themselves? No. They felt, I bet, just as devastated as these other people. But the difference is Joshua and Caleb encouraged themselves. They remembered what God had said. They said, but God will be with us. But God will help us. But God's going to strengthen us. You see, they encouraged themselves. And through them was that word of faith. That word that says, get up, guys. If if God's with us, who can be against us? If God's given us a promise, why does it matter how bad things look, right? So two men have gotten this in their hearts and they've gotten the victory. And they look at all the crowd and they say that to them just like David did. But guess what? These other people would not shake their attitudes. They wouldn't pop out of it. Oh, no. Oh, no, this situation is terrible. Come on, guys, you can make it. Oh, no, you don't understand. Hey, man, no, you don't understand the Word of God. You need to pop out of it. No, 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 but you you can't see. It's already defeat. It's already defeat for us, you see. Can you not recognize this? Can you not realize that? I mean, there's no way. If God had wanted us to have victory, He wouldn't have made it like this. If God had wanted us to have victory, He wouldn't have put us in a situation like this. He's meant for this negative thing to happen. You see, they, they kept saying, there's no way we can make it. There's no way we're going to die. Why do we ever come out here? Why did I ever step out in faith? Why did I ever try something? I should have never even tried. I should have just been happy just where I was, just doing what I was doing, you see? And that is the word that comes to us to destroy our faith. All of us are going to have trials. All of us are going to go through difficulties that are intense. The question is, How are you going to respond when you're in that situation? Will you encourage yourself? Will you even allow other people to encourage you and say, rise up, stand strong, be bold, trust in God. You shall go forward if you'll just believe in your God right now. He is with you. He is for you. He is not against you. If you just turn to him, watch what he'll do. You see, the great trial For these men that came up to the promised land, it was not those seven giants. The great test was, will you deal with what's in here? If you deal with what's in here, what's out there is nothing. You see that? And they wouldn't deal with what's in here. And so they they ended up going down. And praise God, as I said, to David's men's credit, To their credit, when David encouraged them, when he said, come on, guys, this is the word of God. This is what God said. If you'll rise up out of where you've been, if you'll be willing to go forward, 
God says he'll give us the land. He'll bless us. He'll increase. We're going we're gonna to get it all back. Man, it's amazing to me that that group of men, all of them, all of them, rose up and said, we're going forward. They popped out of it. Oh, man. Again, look how quick you can get out of your despair into a place of victory and live up there. Man, what an amazing thing. And I just want to declare to you today, you don't have to sit back in your defeat. You don't have to sit back in your discouragement and depression. You don't have to go, oh, look at me. Look at what's going on. Uh, if you're waiting for things to change, um, I'm telling you, you're wasting your time. If you're in a situation like that today, or if you have even lost your vision, we're going to get to that in a minute. You need to make a decision. You need to recognize something's wrong. If you're in a place of defeat, something's wrong. If you're in a place where you don't, you don't have a vision for your future, something's wrong. You're missing out on something from God. And God wants to infuse you with faith today. He wants you to begin to think His thoughts. And you should even declare, I just want to just say this in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, you are going to go forward. In the name of the Lord, you're not called to be defeated. You're called to be the victorious one. You are an overcomer. You are not one that's going to be defeated by the enemy. And it said this not just in the Old Testament, it's all over the New Testament. Greater is he that's within us than whoever can be against us. And if God's with us, who can be against us really? He's on our side. He's on our side. The big question isn't about, and you've got to get this in your heart and your mind. The big battle is not what's out there. It's what's in here. It's what's in here. If you can win this battle, if you can win this battle, if you will stand strong, that's going to take care of itself. Watch how fast that gets dealt with. And you see, the reason why I wanted to get into these men is because David's getting ready. He just got his greatest victory because he learned how to encourage himself in his greatest defeat. But David did not go into that new promotion all by himself. Every one of these men went there too. Every one of these, David couldn't have even done it by himself. And you see, promotion is awaiting those who will learn how to walk in the victory on the inside. If you just wait for your victory to happen on the outside, you'll only go so far. But you see, when it happens in here, you'll go, you go to another level because God's going to go, that's exactly what I've been waiting for. That's been the whole point of the trial, that you would rise up in here because now that you rose up in here, I'm, I can bring you to a new place, to a new level. And I just love that. But you are going to go forward in the Lord. That's your call. You're not called to be a, a weakling. You're not called to be defeated. You're called to be a great warrior. You're called to, to, to expand the kingdom. You're called to always be going forward, knowing Him, trusting Him, and never walking in defeat. If, if you get knocked down, just remember, if you're knocked down today, remember this. You're not where God's called you to be. God's called you to be in victory. Amen? Every single one of you here, I just encourage you to. God's called you, called you to walk in victory. Victory over your mind. Victory over your emotions. Victory over your fears. Victory over your doubts. Victory over the junk that's been in your life. Some of us still have a lot of junk in our lives, right? And when you're walking through life, you begin to recognize that that's there. Oh, I didn't know I had that. You know what? You don't let it get you down. You, you just say, I'm not yielding to that anymore. I'm going to do things the way the Word of God tells me to do it. 
and God will tell you how to live. And if you will live the way God tells you to live, you will be defeating one enemy right after the other that's in your life. Don't be in despair that you have battles. You know, just be encouraged because if you're walking with God, God's going to lead you to the victories you need to have. That's amazing. And God says, whatever you ask, just ask. Whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. You know, I believe one of the major things we need to be asking is, God, give me victory. God, I bring this before you. And Lord, I thank you, God. Praise God. I shall put my foot on the neck of my enemies today. And I'm not talking about people enemies. I'm talking about spiritual, demonic, evil enemies that you can put your feet on. Do you know the Bible says that you're supposed to put your feet on the neck of the enemy? I think that's Romans 16, 20. You know, um, God says he's going to crush Satan, your enemy, the one who's attacked you, the one who's killed and stolen from you and, and tried to bring you down into defeat. The Bible says you're going to rise up from underneath what he's been doing to you, which is what we see here happening to these men. And he says, not only are you going to rise up, but you're going to put your foot on his neck. That's amazing. The word of God says, you are not meant to stay under. You're not supposed to be walked on, beaten up every day. You're just living under the lie that, uh, you know, of what the devil has been doing. And he's, and he's just continuing to beat you up. Once you begin to learn, you have the victory already. God's already given you what you need and you just need to trust him and believe him and rise up in spite of how you feel. Man, watch what happens. And not only watch what happens, but you're going to feel different too. Man, it is just, it's amazing. Your victory is just a decision away. I'm going to be encouraged. I'm going to receive encouragement even from the message I'm hearing right now. I'm not going to live defeated. I'm not going to have a negative thought about my future because God is with me. God will help me. I'm going to finish my course. Praise God. And he's going to bless me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to help me. And life's not going to end up just being about me. I'm going to go forward and I'm going to be a blessing to so many. Because once I get this encouragement in me, oh, I have seen how powerful it is. I'm going to bring this victory everywhere I go. I'm going to see other people get set free from whatever's holding them down. You see, that's how this thing works. People get set free. I believe David got set free that day. And then he goes and brings it to others. I believe Joshua and Caleb got set free uh, from, from those kind of thoughts and attitudes. They worked and tried to bring others into that. And everybody's not going to respond. But I just want to say... A lot of people are responding in this hour. So the first thing we see that was so important for these guys to pop out of where they have been and to be promoted into the next place is to be encouraged and in faith in the middle of every difficulty. If you want to be promoted, if you want your season to change, the first thing you need to make a decision you're going to do is be encouraged Trust God, not let the devil defeat you, not let the devil bring you down, not allow negative thoughts in your mind. You're going to be encouraged. If you will make yourself be encouraged in your worst trials and all the craziness going on around you and people saying things about you and who knows what's happening. If you live in an encouraged life, man, you are just right at the point of being promoted because it happens after that. God's going, man, what a victory you've got. What a victory right there. Man, he'll those enemies will be broken so fast because you broke them that are on the inside of you, right? Second thing that happened to them that allowed them, that was necessary, I should say, for them to go to that next level is their vision was restored. 
these people had forgotten who they were. <clears throat> these were the great fighters. These were great warriors. They risked their lives many times for God. They stepped out with giants, with men bigger than they are fighting. And this day, they forgot who they were. They're crying. They're, they're devastated. You see, but these are the warriors. They're called to do battle. They're men of faith. They're called to increase. They're not called to decrease in that way. So David is going and he's reminding them, guys, God is with us. But then I believe he's also saying, and remember, you're the favorite of the Lord. You're the army of God. You're the warriors. You've been called to fight and win. You're made for difficult times like this, right? And God is with us. It might not feel like it, but you've got to know God is with us. Can you not remember what God has done? I know you don't feel like God's with you today, but God's with you. And we're called to victory. And you see, I believe that when David told them that, not only are they encouraged, but they just, they remember, we're warriors. <laughs> we're warriors. And what do they do? They rise up to do what? To fight. They rise up to fight. Wow. They have gone from discouraged to encouraged to ready to fight the very ones that it, they thought had completely defeated them. Man, that's just amazing. Now, when you're down, there's no way you're not going to lose the zeal for your vision. Eventually, you'll end up losing your vision, your God-given vision for what you're supposed to be doing if you just stay discouraged. There's no way you won't lose it. You'll lose sight of God's best. The longer you're discouraged, the shorter your vision gets, uh, the, the, the shorter the goal gets, meaning um, your vision gets smaller and smaller and smaller the longer you stay discouraged. When you're discouraged, confusion is right there. Remember, David had to be encouraged to get the right mindset. After he was encouraged, what happened? His vision came back. You see, when you're discouraged, you begin to be confused. Man, what should I be doing? Man, what I, what I, you, you don't know your left from your right when you're discouraged. When you're discouraged, sometimes if you give in to it, you, you'll start making decisions because you don't want to get disappointed again. You don't want to do something again that might mess up. You remember David had gone and he had made the decision to go out of the camp that day. Some people will come back after that and they'll just say, well, from now on, we will never leave this camp. We will never go out of our camp anymore. Because remember the last time something? You see what? We don't want to be disappointed. We've lost our vision. Somehow we're living in a place where everything now we're seeing from a viewpoint of defeat. Maybe something bad's going to happen. Maybe this thing won't work. You see, because they've, they have settled in that place of discouragement instead of gaining victory over it. Sometimes people start to say, hey, a bird, you, you've probably all heard a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. It's worth 10 in the bush. And if you want to look at it that way, right? I couldn't catch ten, one bird out of 10 that were in a bush. Doesn't matter how many is in the bush. I'm not, I won't catch one of them probably. But, but in God, we don't think that way. We don't think, oh, I'm going to hold what I have. As a matter of fact, with God, what does God say? You even give that last. I mean, don't even worry about that. Because if you're following me, I'll multiply that and bring it back to you. Right? You know, so living in discouragement after a while, you don't want to risk anything for God 
And the bad thing is, you don't even want the vision anymore. That's what's sad. People who are discouraged for a long time, after a while, will not even want what God promised to give them. It says this in Psalm 106, 24. They, meaning the wilderness, the wilderness generation, the ones that had gone up to the promised land, and they begin to cry about all the problems and all the giants. It says in Psalm 106, 24, they despised the pleasant land. The, and it, it doesn't just call it the promised land. He calls it the pleasant land here. He's talking about the promised land, but it, why is he calling it the pleasant land? He's talking about what a great place God was bringing them to. Great fruit. You remember, if you've read the story, they bring fruit out of that land to show the people what it's like. I mean, like, it'd be like a grape that's normally this size. The grapes are this size. Like, hey, guys, this is amazing. This is like the best land we've ever seen, right? It says they despised the pleasant land because they did not believe his promise. Think about that. So what are they doing? Are they going, man, we can't stand big grapes. Man, we can't stand, you know, fruit, you know, cantaloupes that big. We, that's terrible. We like little tiny cantaloupes. No, that's not what they were saying. It, what it means when it says they despised the, the good land, the, 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 the promised land, it's saying because they had focused on the giants, Instead of the blessings, instead, and, and if because they had focused on the giants, instead of God's faithfulness, God's promises, what God said they were going to get, that focus magnified the problems. And the problems were up here and the vision for the good begins to get smaller and smaller and smaller. You see, this is exactly what happens when you focus on problems, on the giants, on what's discouraging and depressing, you know, in your life. That gets bigger and bigger, and you begin to despise. What does it mean by despise? It means you valued, you saw the problems so big, you didn't desire the great promise anymore. That's the that's opposite of what it should have been, you see. Had they continued to be like Joshua and Caleb, God will give us this. God will bless us. God will increase. God, look at the land. Look how great it is. Had they kept their eyes on that, man, and the, the, the giants and the problems would have been down here. And the vision of what they're called to do would be up here. And they would be, yes, yes, man, I want a big grapevine in my backyard. You know, I want to, man, I want some of those watermelons in my backyard, right? Man, you know, the vision would have been exciting to them. But it was not just because they magnify the problem. When you magnify your problems when you focus on the problems you will lose your god-given vision 
You will even despise it, meaning I'm not going there. I'm not going to do it. Have you seen the giants? You see, you will, you will go away from it even because you don't want to be disappointed. You know, you don't want to have to, to go through that issue. So, on the other hand, as I said, look, through, look to the promises and I'll tell you, you will fight through any problems. You will make it through any issues if you just keep your eyes on the promises. You just keep your eyes on God. Man, there's so many little stories about that. And of course, one all of us know is that story where Peter steps out of the boat. He steps out of the boat and he starts to sink, right? Jesus picks him up. Some guys will go, I'm never going to step out. Look what happened. He almost sunk, right? And other people are going, no, I want to do it. Just show me how to do it. Just show me what he did wrong. You see, and that's what God's always teaching us. Oh, you got knocked down? You got knocked off your horse? Let me show you this time. See, he keeps get pulling us up, and he teaches us. What did he do with Simon Peter? He gets him up. He doesn't just say, oh, you messed up. He goes, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why were you afraid? Actually, why did you doubt? You see, what made him go down? What made the storms work in his life? He took his eyes off Jesus. That's what it says. And he looked at the storm. And when he looked at the storm, he began to sink. And he, fear came on him and he cried out. Wow. Y'all see that? When you take your eyes off Jesus, you cannot be strong. You cannot go forward. You cannot go through the storm if you don't look at Jesus. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus. And he says, why did you doubt? What's doubt? It's thinking negatively. What bad might happen? Look at the negative that's going on. He doubted because he was looking at those storms. Are y'all with me? He's going, oh, look at that. Oh, look at this. He for Jesus was no longer the sinner. Well, what could he have had that day? He could have walked on water all the way to where Jesus was. You, but you see, the point that I want to make here too is, but Jesus is out there always teaching. Okay, that's okay. I'm glad you stepped out. Why did you doubt? Oh, I looked at that. I looked at that. Don't do that next time, okay? That's what God's telling us today. Okay, did you fall? Did you get knocked down? Have you been discouraged? Have you been defeated? There's a reason for that. Why did you doubt? You've been looking at it. You've been thinking about it. And you've not been focusing on Jesus, on the promises, on how good he is, on how he wants to bless you. You see, if you, if you just stop doing that, next time you'll walk on water. You'll do something supernatural. God will be with you. You see, walking on water was supernatural, wasn't it? The path God has called you on will only work through supernatural faith. You cannot walk the path God's calling you to if you don't step out in faith, if you don't trust God. And there are storms on the path God has called you on. There are storms. Number one, the devil is going to try to get you off that path because that path is what defeats him. When you fulfill your call, that defeats him. Right? So what happens? When you start to get on that path, all hell will break loose sometimes to try to distract you, discourage you, and pull you down. And that's all he has to do if he can get you to stay there. Some people will end up sinking because they won't even look. <laughs> they won't even cry out for help, you see. But on God's path, he's teaching you how. He's restoring your vision. So what's getting back to this, what happens? David, excuse me, 
Yes, David speaks to these men. They're encouraged. Then they get their vision back. I want to ask you today, where's your God vision? Is it alive? Is your God vision alive? Now, maybe you're young in the Lord. You don't even know what I'm talking about. But if you've been walking with God, you ought to be developing some kind of vision of God's call on your life, what you're supposed to be about, where you're supposed to be going. It just happens, right? I want to ask you today, do you have that? If not, and you, you've come to the Lord, God wants to show you what your life's supposed to be about, what's supposed to be connected to, what you're supposed to fulfill in your life. This is a very short time in our eternity. I mean, what are 80 years or 90 years or even 100 years out of eternity? I mean, it's going to be, I'm almost 60. And I can go, oh, it was just yesterday. I remember when doing things when I was little. It feels like it was yesterday. I mean, and what's it going to be like 2,000 years from now? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? We're going to go, oh, it was just like that. But these are the greatest times because you get to win a kind of victory and establish something in your soul you won't even be able to do in heaven. What an amazing opportunity we have right now. But anyway, I just I want to just mention a couple of things here. Actually, maybe I should just sort of come to a close here. But I want to encourage you today that God is restoring in this hour. He's breathing in this hour. And for some of you, if you have been down, maybe it's been a long season. Maybe like David's men, every time you get up and start to go forward, it looks like you get knocked down again. And you've had to get up. And then you get knocked down. And you've had to get up. I would just encourage you because that's sort of the process that has happened with so many men of God or, and women of God, right? But today's the day God's coming and He's saying, if you will rise up, if you will step out in this hour, if you'll step forward, watch what I will do. I will raise you up. I will change your life. And your vision will come back. You'll begin to see what you're called to do. You see, don't expect to, to figure out what you're... And you know, this is another thing. Don't just think you're going to get purpose in life and you're discouraged every day. You got to get in faith first. You want to know what your purpose is? Well, of course, you got to line up with God first, but then you got to be in faith. Remember, David had to be in faith before he got on course. These men had to be on faith before they got on course. You need to be in faith. You need to be expecting God. You need to be excited about your future, knowing that God's with you. And that in that context is usually the context and the environment that God will speak faith into your soul and raise you up. You see, and wherever you are today, it's a new day. I am telling you, it's a new day. I see a, God's pouring out his spirit. I see people hungry for God like I haven't seen in a long time. People are coming to the Lord. And I honestly believe that in a year, year and a half, this nation is going to be touched by a move of God in a major way. And I certainly believe that my life is going to be and anybody who's with me because I'm going to be encouraging you, and I hope you're encouraging me too. But anyway, let me pray for you. And uh, I just want to believe God with you that this will be your hour to pop out of whatever mindset, feeling, attitude that's settled in your soul. Make a decision today. I'm going to pop out of that. I am not going to live in defeat. I'm going to live in victory because I know God's called me to that. Father, we want to thank you for your word, which is encouraging to us. 
and shows us the nature of God. We thank you today that we can pop out of where we've been and we can pop into the things of God. Lord, we don't have to wait for some kind of long, drawn-out process of this and that where maybe after you know a few months we can start to feel better. Lord, today victory is ours if we will receive your word of encouragement. Today we can rise up over every battle that we've been in. Today, God, though circumstances may look horrible, Father, we can rise above them just simply because we believe that you've told us that we'd be victorious. So God, here we are. We're looking to you. We say, help us, O God. But our faith is in you. Our trust is in you. Now lead us forward. Father, show us the direction. Lord, you showed these men how to go forward. Lord, we're just saying, God, we're encouraged now. Lead us forward into that restoration. Lead us forward into great victories. Lead us forward into these great battles you're bringing us into. God, we're not afraid of our battles. We're so full of faith. It's like we're not even concerned about them. We thank you, oh God, we have victory no matter what we ever go through because you're bigger than any obstacle could ever be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.